Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast scene. What's happening, good people? What's happening? Mm. Cash. Hey, I'm pretty sure the people who here with us every week, good with us checking in, but the people who are brand new, tell them who we are and what we're about. Absolutely, absolutely, Prez. So this is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, culture, entertainment, and by culture, I mean black culture each and every week. Tuesday, 5 a.m. is the standard time. We drop a podcast episode. You know, for our Patreons, we drop bonus episodes. So if y'all want to, you know, that's kind of like a tip jar. So if y'all want to holler at us on that, make sure you go to www.dsc underscore podcast. And then you can find all of our Patreon info there. So, I mean, that's a little bit about us. You know, you can get music and sports each and every week. That's for sure. We have a little bit of everybody on this podcast. We have artists, we have producers. We have people doing great things in the community. So we kind of, we kind of you know, welcome people from all walks of life doing dope shit. So that's that's what we're about. So I think I covered all areas, right? I'm good, Press? Uh, almost. We branched out a little bit this year. So Absolutely. Don't Sleep right, Network, right. we have two other podcasts that we're dropping that's going to be more fan-centric on our teams. If you see behind Cash, he got the uh, the Eagles. So he a big Eagles fan. Uh, so he drops a, a weekly podcast on that, recapping the games, talking about the games coming up. And then I got Don't Sleep on the Raiders. And that's another weekly podcast that's dropping that I do the same thing. Uh, talk about the Raiders game and uh, the game that got coming up. It's it's extremely fan-sided. I mean, we're going to give you all the, the, yeah, the ins about and the outs X's and breaking down and all, that. And all no, this no, little no. stuff. But we're going to have us a nice combo. And you're going to get the emotions that, that a true fan gets throughout the season. Those those wins are glorious and those losses are, man, the toughest. Yes, yeah, so, definitely. So come come ride with us through the ups and downs, you know, of our season. Mostly downs for President his Raiders. They up right now, but he'll be right back where my Eagles are pretty soon. So, you know, I'm just I'll be here as his homie to help him when he falls year after year like I normally am. So go check out Don't Sleep on the Eagles. Go check out Don't Sleep on the Raiders. Again, once after the games on Sunday or Monday, depending on where we play. And then we also, you know, may give you some bonus content in terms of just our feedback on the game before the game. So just check us out there. See, and let us know how we doing. All right. But that's not why we're here today. That's not why we're here today. We fulfilling our, our promise of, of getting back into hip hop. And I don't want to say independent hip hop or or um underground i want to say independent but i don't want to say underground because again like our man vaughn on great minds podcast i feel like that's just diluting what we we trying to do you know so for this episode you know we got two brothers i had this they just dropped a, a gem of a project we've we've had king james on before but this project is entirely produced by kill man and, and from the time we heard it we knew we wanted to have these guys on and, and they happily obliged to come on so Without further ado, you know, I just want to welcome King James and Kill to the podcast. All right, what's going on, good brothers? Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, likewise. Appreciate y'all, man. Absolutely, no absolutely. So, so fellas, man, I, I don't want to, you know, assume that everybody knows who you are. I mean, you guys are heavily on Twitter and, and your music is moving and stuff like that. But just for people who don't know and whoever wants to start, you know, just kind of give us a little bit of where you from, your hip hop history, 
and kind of who you are. So whichever one of you guys want to start first, we'll, we'll let you go. King James, why don't you take everything first, good brother? Hi, James. I'm an MC out of North Carolina, specific. Um, like I said, man, just trying to make my mark in the game, you know, showcase what I can do. Uh, started a long time ago in the, in the MySpace era and stuff, you know, but we here now in the, the year 2021 still, still, you know, going strong. So it is what it is. All right. All right. And for me, I'm out of Philly. Um, fell in love with hip hop when I was 10 on some common. I used to love a type thing. It's 84. I'm 10 years old. Um, and run DMC, Fat Boys with Dini, Beasties, and LL. That's like my hip hop foundation right there. Went to Morgan State in 92, started hosting our hip hop show up there, Strictly Hip Hop 889, from 93 to 2000. Um, and really just been making beats since 95, got married in 2000, kind of fell back from the music. But then around 2009, uh, MOP. Uh, uh, I'll say this, a beat I made ended up on an MOP album without my knowledge. Um, and that's kind of what got me jump-started back into the game and back into Twitter and social media and all that. So I always tell folk everything happens for a reason. So, you know, it was an ill situation, but, you know, it's what got me to get back in the beats and, and, and making albums again like that. So that's, that's it for me right now. Cool, cool. So for the first 48, man, like, how did, how did that come together? Like, who reached out to who? Was it like a pairing where people said you guys should get together? Like, how, how did this this EP come about? Nah, man, I, I reached out to him, you know, because he was somebody that I had been following for a while. And uh, I knew I wanted to work with him, you know, so um, I, I just reached out to him and uh, he sent a he sent an instrumental over. Uh, sent it back to him. I guess he thought it was dope. And we just, you know, started building from there. You know, it, it was it was kind of tumultuous a little bit because, you know, for a long time, I felt like uh, God didn't want us to, to work together because like a whole bunch of little stuff <laughs> just kept happening. Like, man, like uh, my daughter, we went on vacation. She ended up getting foot and mouth disease, um, had an electrical issue in this room where like none of the outlets work. And then when I got that fixed, you know, I had an electrical fire in my garage, almost burned my house down. So, you know, it, it was a lot of stuff going on, man. But yeah, we, we definitely got it done. Sure. So, so kill man, as far as you being in production for, you know, a pretty long time in, in your background, as far as you mentioned at Morgan state, like what makes you want to, cause I know you guys as producers don't want nobody whack on your tracks. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to get right to it. Reaching out is something that, you know, I'm sure MCs do if they know that, you know, you produce, what made you want to rock with King James? I mean, he was just dope, man. You know, the blessing is, like you said, I'm blessed that a lot of people do reach out. A lot of people do rock with the beats. And even when James reached out, he even started with, you know, yo, I'm trying to buy beats. I ain't trying to get nothing for free. Um, but, you know, if somebody reaches out and is dope, I'm like, you know, the money really isn't that important to me right now. I'm blessed that I don't need selling beats to help pay bills. So I was more so like, well, why don't we just do a project together? You know what I mean? I'd rather do that and and kind of get a feel for everything, you know? And it's like, let's do an EP first. And if that vibes well, then, you know, maybe let's do an album and prayerfully this may be able to turn into like a yearly thing. You know what I mean? Or how often we want to do it, just give something, you know, people to, you know, 
look forward to something like that. You know what I mean? But as soon as I, I heard his voice and his flow, I was like, nah, like it, I'd rather whatever I'm going to charge you for this beat. I'd rather us go a different route and, and do it this way and try and make something more incredible. Because if you're dope enough, I don't just want to be a placement on your album. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be track number five out of 18 tracks. You know what I mean? And all I got to buy was like two pair of Jordans, you know, with the money or whatever like <laughs> right, that. Right. I'd rather do the whole project and, and and set a feel and set a tone for everything. I just think that's what we're missing in hip hop. You know, we're missing them Pete CLs, them Gangstars, you know, them, them, them boot camp clicks when you have cohesive one producer sound. doing the whole yeah. album. Yeah, the cohesiveness of it. I always joke and tell people Illmatic ruined hip hop because that was like the album was like, oh shit, you mean I can go get this producer and that producer and that producer and this producer and, and bring them all together. That's really to me where hip hop got watered down. The thing about hip hop that was so dope for me in the 80s and the 90s is every producer had their own crew. So Marley had the Juice Crew and he wasn't doing that for nobody else. Eric Sermon had EPMD in the history. I like every, and that's why everything sounded so different because it was like, yo, you know, you got your sound, but then after Illmatic, it was like, oh, okay, well, I could go get an Eric Sermon and go get a Swiss and go get a Justin. You know, I call it McDonald's Happy Meal menu. You know, you just go out and get whoever you want and then that's how everybody started you know one of the reasons why i think hip-hop started sounding the same after a while that's that's dope man like we we are me and prez and prez you could jump in anywhere you want to we always talk about the one producer one mc or the the one production squad one mc albums and how we tend to gravitate to, to those more so than the ones that are all over the place because the ones that are all over the place you have to have somebody like like you mentioned, like a Nas, who's that talented, who's that elite right. at rapping, to bring that all together, to bring all those beats together, and to to really bring that home. So, but we're we're big fans of just locking in, and then kind of what you guys are doing for the long haul. Maybe it does become a series, and then, like you said, man, that's more fruitful for you guys, um, art wise, I think, and then profit wise mm-hmm. in the long run. You know what I mean? Because you got to establish a following first. So I, I think that's dope that you guys went that route with it. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about that one sound, I think that became very evident to me again that like that hip hop need to flow back that way and lock in. When we did, uh, we did a review on it too. But uh, Common B, you know, when Kanye, he teamed up with Kanye West and, you know, had that one sound throughout that whole album. And you just seeing like how, mm-hmm. how, how greatly, uh, put the mass that was how masterfully that was put together and, and executed. I was just like, okay, yeah. Then you start seeing like Jay-Z do it again on his, uh, where he had the Timberland mostly produced and, uh, our, our mm-hmm. Neptunes like going back and forth with them. So yeah. Uh, and, and then now we get those like on a yearly basis, like what Nas, like you said, Nas kind of may have threw it off with Illmatic, but I think he's bringing it back around with, uh, King's disease yeah, and how, how that's going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the one would be, especially, I remember, I think it was in Scratch Magazine, and they kind of, him and Ye were talking about making that album and just being together. You know, I mean, they said that they went to go see Ray in the, in the theaters, and then they came home and made Go. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, you know, I think it's a blessing that nowadays we can make music and not be in the same place, you know, but then sometimes I feel like it's a curse, too. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's something about the vibe that you could get. Like if it wasn't all this COVID hoopla, I would have invited James up to the crib. He could stay at the crib with me and my fam, you know, for for the weekend, couple of days. And we just bang out the whole album. 
You know what I mean? And then that way, you know, and prayerfully, maybe that's something we can do in the future because it's something like just having that synergy and just being able to like play beats. Yo, I like that. You know what I mean? Record. You know what I mean? I like getting, I like, I'm old. I like doing the old yeah, school put recording that there, 20, put that there, 20 yeah. 30 songs yeah. and then going back and being like, that's why we used to get all those dope soundtrack joints like Hot Sex. Hot Sex was probably recorded during Midnight Marauders, but maybe it didn't fit the feel of the album. So you have these gems that's left over, whereas now most people just do, you record 12 songs, those 12 songs that make the album. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just like the synergy of let's take a break, let's go chill. You know, it's been times people record, my wife sings, she may hear something come in and start singing a hook or something. So it's just the synergy of everything when when you're together and that's what I'm looking forward to because if we were able to make the first 48 in two different places and people are feeling it, just imagine what we can cook up if, you know, we we lock in for like 72 hours and just, you know, record. Right. Yo, James, I, I got to ask you this question online because we've, we've talked about it offline as far as getting a pack of whack beats. How, how refreshing, <laughs> <laughs> how refreshing was it for you to, to receive the beats and be inspired? Like, how inspiring was that for you to get, keep getting that batch and just not say no to anything? Man, I, I tell producers all the time, man, like, when when a rapper gets a beat that he actually likes and he's inspired by, sometimes you hear a beat and you already know, like, what the song is going to be. Because, like, you know, like, when I heard Chess, the, the, the beat for Chess, and I'm driving in the car and I'm like, man, the idea just popped in my head. And I'm like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. And if if I didn't hear that beat, that song may not have, it may not exist, you know. So, like, getting a beat that speaks to you, it's it's everything, man. And I think you know a lot of a lot of producers, you know, they feel kind of jaded because it's like, yo, I don't rock with it. But man, it's it's something like it's it's almost divine, you know. Because I I can't tell you that it was like, yo, man, I really want to make a song about chess. Like, I, I didn't want to make a song about chess. That's just what the beat gave me, you know? So, like, when you get a beat and, and it's dope, man, the, the music comes so easily and freely. And it's, like, it's something that you want to do. Like, when you get a beat where it's, like, it's all right, but it's, it's like, laborious. It's a chore now. And I really don't want to work like that. I know a lot of rappers really don't want to work like that. So. So, sure. uh. You, you came on, like, on this album, you mentioned, like, hip-hop feel versus, like, you say that a lot throughout the album. And uh, for me, when you, when you say hip-hop, it's more the breaks, the cuts, the, uh, you're going to have more braggadocious on the, the, the skills versus, like, uh, the gear and all this stuff that you got on there. It's more showcasing the, the, the cohesive uh, product between the producer and the, and the, the, the rapper, the lyricist. And, Y'all did a great job. And when you come to chess, like you're saying, like it's not something that you want to get on, but Lynn, like that that beat just says, come down, sit down, I'm about to teach you something. And then what you're providing with it, you know, intertwining how uh when you explain in chess, how it can fit in any environment. You know, you know what I mean? It can go for the street side if you want it to. It can go into like just life lessons, learn how to build up your team to succeed in life. So uh yeah, great track uh, on there. And if you want to elaborate a li- any more about, like, wh- how how did that come about? Uh, I-, I seen like how y'all intertwined the wire up in there as well. So, yeah, man, I- I'm a huge fan of the wire. You know, I believe Kill is also a huge fan of the wire. 
Yes, and sir. you know, I go down. Yeah, it's, it's one of the the greatest shows of all time. You know that I, I agree. Seen. We concur. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, it's like an annual I, watch. Yeah, there you, you know, go. like Same my wife. Here, you know, every I just saw, pop up with season, pick a season, and just start going in again. Besides season, season two, two. Yeah. it's season underrated. Two. It's underrated, <laughs> but we can get into that later. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my my wife, you know, she she saw the corner, but she's never seen the wire. So I'm actually in the process of watching it with her, you know, now. But mm-hmm. I go down the the rabbit hole all the time, like just like YouTube clips and stuff. And you know, when I when I heard the beat and knew that that's the direction that I wanted to take it. And, you know, I'm going down, you know, my, my little rabbit hole journey and stuff. And I heard that clip. I'm like, yo, that's, you know, I definitely got to throw that in there, you know, because, and, and, and it's like prayer said, man, you know, I know a lot of cats, you know, cause you know, we may not be street dudes, but we come from the street, you know, so that's where they want to take it. But chess is really about resource management, you know, and, and resource management is a skill that's, you know, it's applicable to any walk of life, you know, like that. Those are lessons that you can use anywhere, you know, so just kind of like tying it in and bringing it all together, man. And, you know, it would bring cats in because like, if you like the wire and you hear that, you automatically going to be, okay, you know, I want to hear what this is about. And that's one of the scenes that I see a lot of people gravitate towards because it was, it was explained kind of crudely, but you know, it, 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 it was very powerful, had a lot of impact, you know, so. Gather round, youngins, that's if you're willing to listen and get on down to the homie kills rhythm. Y'all about to witness a lesson about decisions and how to move in any game when handling business. You gotta be ready for high position. Slipping ain't no excuse. Gotta make your next move your best move because niggas oppress you like a player in a game of chess, dude. So you gotta understand some chess rules. We gon' start with the queen. To put it simple, she a bad bitch. Doing what she want when she please. She can move in any direction as far as she need to keep your competition under pressure, causing them grief. Shorty's a beast, but don't use it too much because she's a targeted piece. She'll be prone to fall when it's beef, so make sure that she's protected. A queen's the perfect piece for aggression, but can't be used against you if you're reckless. Next, we pivot to the bishop. It's like the queen would only travel on diagonals at any distance. One of the best in the beginning. And they come in twos, so if one get caught slipping, there ain't a big difference. A solid piece, but it comes with limits. Cause to a single color, each bishop is restricted. If you're brilliant, you'll pair them together when it's time to brawl. Cause by themselves, they can only move on half of the ball. Now it's time to... Sure. So I want to kind of go back to when we first heard you versus... When, what we're hearing now. So, you know, we first heard you on Weather Report, you and uh, JR and Phenomenal Project. And, you know, we've reviewed it. And then as you kind of have evolved and we've heard you on different things, it, we knew you could rap and you had little points in there where you would dive back into stories from your past. But you kind of got a little bit more descriptive on this project and, and with Eden uh, specifically, man. So, what made you, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've, you've been cool with coming out and kind of speaking on your story, what, but what made you speak a little bit more vividly when, when you was dropping Eden? Man, just tying it back to, to the original question, it's like when you get beats that you like, you know, when I heard that beat and, and, and I identified the sample, you know, but he flipped it differently. And it's just one of those songs was like, man, you can't come up here and talk about no bullshit on this joint. Like you really gotta, 
you got to give cats some stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and I definitely try to be transparent in my life and, you know, everybody tells the, the you know, the, the street stories and stuff, but you know, it's a million cats that just, you know, live regular lives and, you know, people really want to know about what you got going on, what you've been through. So just try to be transparent about some of my struggles and stuff. And, you know, the main takeaway from that is like, you know, I, I didn't I didn't say it like that for cast to feel sorry for me. You know, that was just me being transparent, because if I can go back, you know, just to experience the same shit twice, I, I, I definitely would. You know, but it was just that's where the beat took me, man. And, and uh, you know, I was blessed that he he sent that in that pack because it, it was one of my early favorites. I knew I was going to do that track. too. And, and kill, I'll toss it to you, man. Like, how did you feel? Um just as receiving it as a listener when you first heard it? I mean, for me, it's just, one, is an incredible song. And, and again, I give King James all the props for it because a lot of the beats on the on this project, like, as a producer, you you make beats. And, like, you know, what I've learned in all these years are my favorite beats. I'll be like, yo, you got to hear this. And then people are like, eh, it's all right. And then it's the beat that's like, I'm like, playing something, trying to skip over. They're like, nah, 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 what's that? Like, and I'm like, oh man, not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yep, what yep. I loved about this project is I think outside of um, probably the first joint, uh, the uh, the Friday Night Boys, is that what it's called? My brain, my memory. Why, why the Wake Boys? Why the Wake Boys? I love that beat. They Everything else it. on the album was, was a beat that I was like, you know, it, it, it's good. You know what I mean? Like, I would never send a whack beat. Like, a whack beat will get erased before. I don't even save anything I don't like. So I always want people to understand that. Like, damn, you sent me some beats you ain't like? Like, nah, I like them. But, you know, but what he was able to do with the beat. So especially he, when I heard it, it was just like, wow. You know what I mean? And it was, to me, the, the dopest thing about this EP, it was like, it was always talk about when God has his hand in things. Like, it really didn't have to be a back a lot of back and forth between us about like I feel like this EP shows the skills as a spitter, shows his skills as a storyteller, shows the skills as being able to open up. Like it's a perfect resume almost for me. Like to kind of like I'm thinking about from a job market standpoint, I'm hiring for some positions in my teen center, and you want people to be able to hit all five of these points on the resume for you to be able to hire them. And I think like this EP is that. There's a lot of incredible MCs but they're just spitters, you know, which is cool. But for me, I want more from an MC. You know what I mean? It's like, I want more than just being a three point shot specialist. I want you to be able to take it to the hole. I want you to be able to do different things. And I think that's what King James was able to show with this EP. And I mean, I just, every time we talk about it, I'm just throwing a rock to him. Like, yo, he brought, he made me love beats that I thought was, was good. You know what I mean? And he was able to, what I think a lot of people don't do now is make good songs. You know what I mean? And that's a lost art. You know, people know how to spit, but do you know how to make a dope song? Do you know how to make a song where, you know, it sticks with you, where it stays with you? You know, like I've heard people say chess is my favorite. I've heard people say Eden is my favorite. I've heard stadium music. I've heard Wild Awake Boys. And to me as an artist, that's what you want to be able to do where you, where you just have different people all saying this spoke to me, or I like that one better. You know what I mean? So uh, again, that, that's all back to King James, man. And, and, and I thought right back to Kill, man, because like I said, when it when 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 the beats are what you want, it's it's easy, man. I felt like this was like easy mode. You know, none of it was forced. You know, because I, I I've worked on stuff where it's like, man, I really don't even want to. You know, but this like it it, it flows so freely, man. So. 
Like I said, man, shout out to Kill, man. He, he he murdered the beats, man, and he sent me some some dope stuff, man. And also, it, it, it kind of felt like, you know, he he really knew what I would like, you know, because a lot of times I get beats and it's like, yo, this cat, he definitely didn't listen to what I do because if he did, you wouldn't send me these type of beats, you know, but all of right. the beats, you know, even the girls I didn't rock with, I w- it, it was like stuff that I would be on, you know what I'm saying? I could hear myself on all of them, you know, so I really had to, and the opportunity to go into there and like, I, I can narrow it down to the, the shit that I really, 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 really like, you know, so. That's and a good problem to have. <laughs> That's a good problem. And the stuff I've been cooking up for him this week, just in this week alone, I probably made about nine new beats, which is never unheard of. I may make one beat a week. Yeah, you know I mean, I think I made nine this week, just coming off the oomph of the feedback people were giving us. So I'm about to send him a brand new batch fresh out the oven type stuff you know what i mean oh, so that sounds like a christmas gift to the fans that's that yeah. sound like. i'm ready for it man i'm ready that for sound it. like december december 24th is dropping I, I, I don't have the name i don't have the name of it yet you know i'm sure they'll let us know pretty Shit, soon i, 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 just, I just wrote down resource management like that's an ill title right there like i just yeah. jotted i'm like ooh, resource management that's that's kind of dope and you know so yeah i i do have yeah, another and, question and, Go ahead, press. Okay, and yeah, when you talk about like storytelling, like I think you still left out, like you was naming a lot of tracks, but Sins of the Father, uh, one of my favorite oh. tracks on mm. there. Yeah, That's man, mean. like that right there. I haven't heard storytelling like that. No, I, I think you even surpassed. I was telling Cash this, like, but Jay Z, Meet the Parents, the the thing that brings close to my mind. But like the how vividly you explained that story and like carried us on throughout each uh each verse, man. Like that was just masterful, man. So. Uh, just want to definitely give you props on that, and then like, man, how did you go down that path to actually come up with that? <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate that first and foremost, man. I really do, because you know, like I said, one of my top five is Nas, and the thing I like most about Nas is his ability to tell stories. You know, and I always, you know, would like one of my favorite Nas songs is like, you know, Second Childhood. You know, and it's like, all right, you know, just delving in somebody's life and being able to like you know be brief enough to summarize all the key points and and really evoke an emotion and, and that's what i try to do really man so, um i'm a girl dad you know my daughter she'll be four on halloween um also you know I, I i was raised by a single single parent you know my mom she raised me i never met my dad before so sins of the father kind of like ties into to my life a little bit you know, but I see a lot of I see a lot of, you know, women, you know, who are damaged now because they didn't have a father in their life. You know, and it's, it really speaks to like the, the level of damage that we can do, you know, just by being absent. Like you don't even have to be a bad parent. You can just be an absent parent and you can have that, you know, detrimental of an impact on, you know, entire generations and stuff. And I made it my life's mission to break that chain. I'm like. I'm not going down that path. I knew a long time ago. It's like, yo, I'm not going to be one of them niggas that's out here with a bunch of loose babies and shit. Like, I'm going to take care of my kids. They're going to know me. Like, really be a present father. So that was kind of the spirit of it. But I just really wanted to depict it in its rawness, you know, and and, and show people like, yo, you just going through it. You know, it's th- yeah. these are people's real lives, you know. And, you know, because people like to look at it, you know, when it's like, all right, you know, she's on OnlyFans and stuff. It's a lot of stuff behind that, you know, 
And, mm-hmm. and, you know, to speak to the kid point, man, I hate one of the things I hate most about social media is like all the, the missing kids that I see, you know, the kids that, you know, never come home, uh, whether they, you know, just don't get found or, you know, they, they, they get killed. Yeah, I I just wanted a, a really raw story to try to highlight, you know, some of the, the the ills, you know, not only in the black community but in society as a general. So, that's that's an excellent um point. That's an excellent song, by the way. Um, like Prez said, I, I can't I can't say how much more vivid you could get. And definitely, again, not said I didn't see that coming from you, but we hadn't heard it from you. So your ability to for a lot of new flows, a lot of new concepts and a lot of new things that you're opening up to on this project is, is something that we're happy for you doing. You know what I mean? Because as you're getting back into hip hop and, and getting back into the swing of things, we need that whole person concept. I hate to borrow my little Air Force jargon here, but, you know, we, we need that whole person. Like I need I'm 38. I need to hear 38 year old shit. I need to hear grown man shit. I, I can't. And now I'm cool with the with the young cats. I'm not, I'm not that detached. I have a, a 17 year old. See, I got so many kids. I keep forgetting. 17 year old. I have a, a 15 year old, six year old, seven year old. See, I don't even know their ages. And a three year old. You know what I mean? And, and three of them live with me. So that's that's very important to me. But you know, in terms of just just hip hop and, and speaking different languages, different lanes, or whatever, we need that type of imagery you know what i mean like i think that's a dope part of hip-hop and my kid as i ride with him and and he listens to it when he says who's this and he knows i listen to a lot of old school stuff to him is old school is 2000 right (laughs) so (laughs) you know um but when he says who's this that's just me think okay he gets it you know he gets it he hears the story He, he he understands it he may not be the biggest fan, but he respects it, you know, and that's all I, I try to give as a father, a, a hip hop dad, uh, so to speak. So well, well done. Well done. But staying in that lane, kill, I have a question for you, man. So we, we do our research. We don't get up here and just talk crazy and, and just ask random questions. So one of the things that's pinned on your social media is your daughter. Um, she was, mm-hmm. I think she was making a beat or listen to you sample dig. You know, and I want to stay in that lane because that was that was a beautiful, beautiful thing to see as far as just fatherhood and and, and still growing in the hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. Like, I just picked out an NPC keyboard. I don't know what I'm doing right now. But these cats like King James, JR. We're going to chop it up, though. We're going to chop it up then. If you just if you ready to start producing. Yeah, we got to get get in your ear so we, we get you right, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. But. What I'm saying is it's a beautiful thing to to learn, you know, from your parents. And and if your love is music, the gift of music, man, that's I mean, for cats that wake up, eat, sleep, shit, music and for your kids to want to do the same thing or be interested. That's dope, man. So, like, how how do you feel about teaching music? I mean, you have a podcast, Apartment 5B, to where you guys are pretty much teaching teaching stuff and if you you're a fool if you're not listening or watching or watching it's like two hours per episode i get to them and i watch them like a season man because it's just nothing but hip-hop nostalgia on there man so my my question is what makes you become a teacher to your family and friends 
Um, I'm, it's an educator in me, man. Like, it's funny. Growing up, 86, Crush Group comes out. I'm 12. I'm like, yo, I want to be Russell Simmons. I want to own a record label. Go to school, doing a hip-hop show. I'm interning at labels. And then when I'm ready to graduate, like, I realized, like, yo, this, this, this record business is shady, man. Like, Tip was right, man. I'm just talking from internship positions I could be like. And I was like, dog, like, am I really ready to change my character? to really get up in here to be able to compete to, you know, get here. And I was like, nah, I'm not willing to do that shit. So I'm graduating and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like all my whole life has been wanting to go this way. Now I'm deciding I want to go that way. My mentor was like, yo, you should work with kids, man. You got a calling on you. I was like, fuck them kids. I don't like kids. Like that, like, you know, I'm still working with kids. So, you know, it's it's just, I think it's something that God has given me, man. And I love teaching about music because here's the thing. If we don't teach, the next generation won't know. You know what I mean? And then we become them old heads that's like, oh, these kids don't know. But it's like, yo, did you teach them? You know, did you take your time to, you know, explain to a a kid? So for me, like literally, Naomi, if she's two days old, like bath time was always hip hop. Uh, She grew up on what I call my PG-13, my Herbie Lovebug hip hop, my Kid and Plays, my Salt and Peppers, Kwame's and all that. So every bath time was Bismarck picking boogers and so she had been listening to hip-hop literally from the time that she was born you know what I mean or she would be in here banging around on the NPC or on the ASR or whatever so the thing that I learned from my teen center and I'm gonna touch on how dope King James is too in my teen center in a minute it's like it kind of gave me the, the ability to be a fly on the wall to be able to hear what teens are going through and what kids don't get so I was able to then come home and, and, and make sure Naomi had it. And then I felt like it's my job to tell people on Twitter, like, yo, this is what's going on. Because the average parent is not going to their kid's school unless something is wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you are blessed to have that kid that's not like really in trouble and, you know, their grades are cool, you may not really understand what's going on. Like, dog, what, 2005, I had girls in seventh grade, like having head parties, you know, just mm. like, hey, come over to my crib and. We, me and my girl just going to be sucking niggas off all day. And I'm like, yo, in seventh grade, like, yo, but so I feel like it's my job to let people know, like, dog, y'all gotta start talking to your kids about sex a lot earlier. This is not my day when kids was waiting till 15, 16 to start having sex. Dog, I got nine, 10 year olds giving heads. So it's like, yo, mm. I, I just want to be that. I, I just want to be that reporter to get in people's ear. Like, look, you can't say you didn't know. You may want to ignore me and be like, I killed bug. He don't really know. Well, you can't never say like you, you didn't know. Um, so to me, the blessing is just, you know, people really seek me out for advice and, and I love the hip hop, but I love the life advice. Like people will DM, my DMs are full of kill. Yo, my daughter's doing this or my son or which way should I move with this? And to me that I've been a marriage coach for probably the past 12 years. So like, those are like the, the tweets that excite me. Like we can talk hip hop all day, but like I always tell people, part of my podcast with Apartment 5B, now we're dealing with health because I have fibromyalgia, just got diagnosed with scoliosis. So, you know, we just had Grap Lover, Pete Rock's younger brother who's always on Apartment 5B. He got scoliosis. So, you know, I want to talk to, you know, us men and just women, just everybody in general. Like, yo, we ain't taking care of our health. We can't talk hip hop. You know what I mean? If we're not taking care of our families, we can't talk hip hop. So I feel like there's certain things you got to do. It's almost like you got to do your homework before you have fun. Like, that's what we tell our kids. Like, get your homework done before you watch, you know, TV or do what you want to do. We got to make sure our family's right, our health is right, you know, stuff is straight. Then we can have fun and talk about hip-hop. You know, and with the daddy-daughter digging, 
my brain is like a marketing factory 24 seven. And it was just like, yo, this would be dope because I don't see this. Like, I don't see anybody on YouTube. I don't see anybody on Twitter sitting down with their kid, playing them the samples, then picking two people and then letting her pick which one she likes better. You know what I mean? And we got the crazy thing is we got multiple apps, but Twitter kept banning me for copyright infringement. So I only keep that one up. So if I get another, you know, thing, I ain't got to go search through nothing. It's the pen tweet. I could just delete it and get rid of it. We had something called the front seat when she, I guess, her whatever age you have to be to now ride in the front seat. And we would put each other on with music. Like she put me on to some shorty a couple of years ago, Queen Naja, like the social, you know, some Instagram singing. I'm like, yo, shorty is dope. So it, it kind of you, if, if we were able to keep them up, you'd actually now be able to see now Naomi is schooling me on music. So it's not just a one way one way street or even with my teens, when they get in my car, it'll be like, I'm like, yo, play me somebody. They'll play me one day, little rappers, whatever little there's so many little rappers that they'll play <laughs> me somebody, you know, and then I'll play them now as I gave you power. And then at the end, they're like, oh, shit, he, yo, he, he's saying like he's a gun. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, now, can your favorite rapper do that? And they're like, nah. So it's not me saying, yo, your rap is a whack. Like, yo, make your own decision. Like, that's my thing with life. Like, I'm not here to tell you your rap is a whack and mine are better. I'm going to just let you play me yours. I'm going to play you one of mine and then let you decide. Maybe you feel like your your favorite rapper can do that. But I can say no rap, no, none of my teens have ever been like, yeah. Yeah, my favorite rapper can do that. So I think it's just, again, being, I can't say it enough, running that teen center for 20 years, and I've been in five different hoods in D.C., is being a fly on the wall. You can't tell the kid, yo, your rap is a whack, because now the wall is up. (laughs) Now they don't want to hear nothing you got to say, because, like, you've attacked the people who I love. I remember. I remember being a shorty and my cousin saying, yo, wrestling's fake. Nigga, you out your fucking mind. Right. 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 You know, you, 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 you know, instead of him saying yeah, like, sure. instead of him being like, yo, kill, this nigga <laughs> just jumped off a, a rope with a chair and hit this dude and he's still up. Like, you don't think he'd have a concussion or like, allow me to see that as fake. You know what I mean? And make my own decision instead yeah, of you telling nobody me. Nobody could, could tell me the, under, the Undertaker of Mankind on top of that cage was fake. Nobody could right. tell right. me. Right. You can't right. tell you me. So, you know, that, that's the thing. I so, just, to me, it's just the educator in me. And it's like, we we have to we have to teach that because if we don't, we, we end up with hip-hop as it is now. You know what I mean? It, it, it's the same thing. I'm biblically based, you know, we need a man as the head of the household. I always tell women this, and it's no disrespect to women because y'all are holding it down and they're doing the best they can. But I always tell people, if you want to see what it looks like when the man is not the head of the house, look at any hood across our, uh, across our, our country. You know, because the man is not there. Our people kill. What would you do to get rid of drugs? I just need a man and a woman in the house on the same accord. And and I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? Because if you got a project, you're talking about two, three, four thousand apartments. It may only be 50 niggas selling drugs like that. But if you put a man in all those apartments, the numbers, you, them 50 dudes ain't going to be able to handle these the, the, the three, four thousand yeah. men. That's going to be like, nah, take that shit somewhere else. So. Um, yeah, so again, just sorry to be long winded, but it's just the educator in me. Like, I want to, I want to help people not have to go down the same road I went down. So I don't know yeah. where I want to go next, the health route or the family route. I, I'll stay, I'll stay in the family lane unless press, unless you got a, a question. Oh man, I was just like, he just brought back some vivid memories. Just a couple months ago, my son was sitting there, uh, watching wrestling. I'm watching wrestling with him. And then, uh, <laughs> 
I don't know, my sister called out the blue and she's sitting there and then she had on speaker and she just tell my son, like, you know, wrestling fate, he's 10 years old. Man, the look on his face of just like devastation, like, hold up, what you mean? This right. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Come on, people put their heart and soul into wrestling, bro. You gonna sit here and yeah, tell me yeah, it's fake? Like, nah, you can't do that. Go ahead, Cash. I just had to say that. Yeah, that that's just like that happened to us like two months ago, man. I was just like, <laughs> oh man, what did you do? Do you only must know what you just did to this boy? Like, <laughs> right. right. You right. have no idea. It's, like, no it's, idea like, San, it's like the whole Santa thing. You gotta you gotta unpack yeah. that Santa thing. Like you gotta oh, 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 we still celebrate Christmas here. Chill out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh now nah, I wouldn't stay in the family lane because you know, like you said, King James, like you you know, your your father wasn't there and it's super important for you um, to be there for, for your kids and do whatever they go through, you know. But one of my things is like as people who we we all have jobs as our primary primary source of income. But what we love to do is the music, the podcast and, and all these different creative lanes that we're in. How is your support system at the crib with when you first started getting back into music versus now like how how did, how does your support system work for you and and getting these records out man my my wife yo she she really like the mvp you know it, and it's funny too because like when i first met her i rap for you know cuz i met her at old navy and i told her i rap she was like spit something i guess she thought i was going to be scared and i spit and i guess she was impressed you know cuz that was shit 15 16 years ago you know and and we it's still dope. rocking so you know, like like she was excited for me, you know, because she knows how much that I love it. And she would always ask me, like, you don't rap no more and stuff. So, you know, I, I've had nothing but, you know, support for her, you know. And now that my daughter's a little bit older, you know, and like just this piggybacking off of what Kill said, you know, one of the reasons why I linked up with him, you know, because I followed him probably for about two years before I reached out to him. And I saw him, you know, with his daughter, you know, digging, talking about samples and stuff. And, you know, I was like, man, just on a human level, like it was pretty dope. And, you know, it's, it's something that I aspire for myself. Like, I want people to see me and my daughter and be inspired. Like, yo, he a solid dude. So, you know, but speaking of my support system, man, like my daughter, she's old enough now to be interested. She wants to hear herself on the mic. She wants to hear it back and stuff. You know, she want to hear herself over beats and she don't really know what she's doing, but she having fun. You know, and I just think about, you know, like my mom thinking about, you know, the time I, I would spend with her. This is that time now for her, my daughter. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's it's just like timeless memories and stuff, man. But I've had nothing but support, you know. Now, my family outside of my nuclear family, not so much. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like the little music thing. You still trying to do this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But inside this house, man, I really feel like a king, man. I'm I'm blessed, so for sure, for sure. That's dope, man. I, I got a funny family story. So it was just it just happened today, like right before we we hopped on for the pod. So like I said, man, I'm I'm getting back into my love of music thanks to guys like you and, and doing this podcast. And I don't know what I'm doing with none of this equipment. Got the money to buy it, but don't know what I'm doing, right? So I'm I'm just you know every time I dread coming up here because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm a perfectionist, right? And uh, one thing, like, I, I, you know, I'm a God-fearing man. So, I like, one thing that made me feel like, all right, God's saying, do this. My daughter gets on the keys, right? 
and she sings Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and her ABCs to just playing random keys. They my my old my um youngest son been asking me to put the keyboard on, put the keyboard on all day long. And it's it's random. Like he comes up here. So he tell me to put the keyboard on, put the keyboard on. But my daughter happens to be in here. She's three. She starts twinkle twinkle little star. You know, I was just posted it to the IG. And I was like, man, it's funny how, you know, whatever whatever your path is, music or whatever you into, it's funny how certain little instances in your life will open that up to you. You know what I mean? And I feel like that little moment was for me. So, man, it is definitely important for family to support you, to be the first mm-hmm. supporters of whatever you're doing, music wise or, or, or anything that's outside of your, your nine to five that's providing the bread at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So uh, hats off to you brothers for doing what you're doing in the community kill and, and hats off to you, Thank man, you. for changing the, the game as far as fatherhood, uh, King James. But I want to get into some fun stuff, man. First 48 EP is going to be in store soon, right? As far as all of the streaming services and able to probably oh, yeah. Mon- Monday at midnight. Okay. But right now, where can you, where can people purchase it? Uh, so on the band camp, uh, jamesbitflames.bandcamp.com. It, it's only $8, man. So, you know, if, if you, if you love hip hop, you know, like Kill said, it's, it's the best $8 that you can spend, you know, um, streaming is okay. But we, we all know what we make off streams, you know. So if you want to support artists like myself, like you, you know, the best thing to do is, you know, buy our products when we when we put them out. You know, Bandcamp going to take their 15%, but that's that's way better than streaming, man. So, But on James Fridays, they don't, right? On, on, on a specific Friday, they have okay. Bandcamp Friday. So it's one Friday a month, I, I believe. So, you oh, know, man. but... Yeah, even outside of that, you know, I'll gladly give Bandcamp fifteen percent as opposed to you know making a percentage of a percentage of a penny, you know, mm. off a stream. So yeah, man, if if you rock with us, if you like it, you know, because we definitely not trying to make people feel convicted. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, it's not for you. That's not hate. You know, everything is not going to be for everybody. But if you rock with us, if you think it's dope. Please, man, please go out there, you know, support with your dollars, you know, and if you can't support with your dollars, like retweet, you know, do what you need to do. Put the word out, you know, word of mouth sure. still, you know, gets us fans. So, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Prez, do you have yeah. any last first 48 questions before I transition yes, to our sports and culture segment? I, right. I want to throw this out there real quick because uh, I got an iPhone. So I was like downloading it on listen to it on my iPhone. So uh, I just want to let you know, like when if you want to buy it or purchase it, it's going to send you an uh, email and you got to go back that way to it. So uh, I, ain't, I, ain't, I didn't know that. So I was trying to figure out like why they never like because uh, I know I got physical things for Bandcamp and like stuff like this. Somebody had a CD or something like that. I, it always hits up the vibe, but just with y'all album, I know, listen to it on the iPhone, it was just like, uh, hey, if you want to support, then I got to send you an external link to it. So I, I'm pretty sure it's just so they can get out of paying Apple, their, their thing. So, but just want to throw that out there. So, uh, and then uh, one last little thing, man, like uh, Kill, this is you, man. Like uh, you was talking about the versatility towards King James on this album, but uh, you, you kind of shied away on your versatility on this as well when you went back for the old school hip hop rock influences and stuff like this when you had like that stadium music, like for it comes to mind, Ralph Jump, 
just how you had more of a, a rock influence on that one, man. So that definitely showed your your love of hip hop, where it came from, and how I used to use samples from wherever and whenever, you know, to get a a dope beat off. And so, uh, yeah, definitely want to give you a shout out on that as well. Nah, good looking fam. I think so much. It's funny. A minute ago. I put something on Twitter like, yeah, I rock with Chance the Rapper. And one of my people DM me like immediately like, yo, how the fuck can you like Chance the Rapper and Benny the Butcher? I was like, because you can? Like, you, Don't, you, yeah, you do whatever like you fried want. chicken, turkey, duck, right, greens, right, right. What a- <laughs> but, but this new generation, I think, because again, I'm old. So in 84, to see a rap video in Philly, we had to watch Friday night videos. So, and that was going to be predominantly all white music. And then maybe at like the 12th hour, you would get a Beastie Boys video or a Run DMC video. So I grew up loving Duran Duran and Men at Work and, you know, Culture Club and all these other groups. Whereas now these kids don't really have to go through that. They can go directly to what they want to hear. So they're only hearing one thing or like, when I was a kid, you got in your your parents' car and you listened to what they were listening to. So that's where my love for Luther and Anita Breaker and Freddie Jackson and, you know, Atlantic Star and all those groups came from because I was, I, I call it, I was kidnapped. I had to listen to that. Whereas nowadays, our kids get in our, our cars and put on their headphones, you know, mm-hmm. or they, you know, they walk around with their headphones on. So, you know, in our day, we didn't have that. If your mom was playing you know, whatever. my mom's is a jazz musician. So, you know, I grew up listening to a whole, I didn't grow up in the soulful house. I grew up in the jazz house. You know what I mean? So, but I think for a lot of people nowadays, they only hear what they want to hear. So it really bugged him out to really be like, yo, you could like Chance and Benny. And I'm like, bro, you could like Chance, you could like Benny, you could like Kirk Franklin, you could like Fred Hammond. You can come back over here and like, you know, uh, Lenny Kravitz is probably my favorite artist walking the planet Earth. You know what I mean? And that trips people out. People are like, yo, you fuck with Lenny? Like, hard body, I fuck with Lenny. Like, but, and it's just to show people, like, you you can like whatever you want. But it, that question just showed me that this new generation doesn't understand that because they, they're not in a place to, to have other music kind of come into their cipher. You know, they're able to just pick... <laughs> You know, back in the day when moms made dinner, you got what you got. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> you now nah, I want to tonight, yo, make this. Like, nigga, this ain't McDonald's. I'm making what I'm making. So, you know, we that's how McDonald's you, money. <laughs> right. You know, so it's a situation now where this, this generation, they just zoom in on what they want to listen to. So they really, and that, that question really bugged me out because he was like, yo, you can, you can really like both? I'm like, bro, yo, like whatever you like. Like, I sent my man this Jamiroquai mix, and he was like, his mind was blown. He's like, yo, I never heard of these people, OG. I'm like, bro, just go down the rabbit hole. There's so much incredible music out there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but thank you for that, Prince. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that's man, so man. true. I, I, that's so true. Like, I, I get killed I, I, for my fa- some of my favorite MCs that are not lyrical. Sometimes it's about being in a different setting and listening to good music. You know what I mean? Right. Good music is good music. I know Diddy... It's hell for the shiny suit era, but damn it if they ain't make some good music when I was able to be outside. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, you, you can't deny that. Uh, Jermaine Dupri just coming off the top of the head. A lot of the different stuff, rap wise, they were making was beautiful music. But you can't say that this certain guy is, is my favorite producer, favorite rapper because whatever. I mean, I know Prez Mystical. Mystical was one of the guys that he grew up <laughs> rocking with. You know what I'm saying? 
he won't apologize for it. That's one of his favorite rappers. Like you, you can stand on your square as far as your favorite rappers, but being being just so narrow, narrow sided in terms of just I can only like this. It just doesn't open you up to have rock influences, country influences. I mean, Prez. I mean, I go, I joke on him all the time, but he was giving me some country hop like a couple weeks ago to listen to, and I'll publicly say his shit was kind of jamming. I, I, I publicly say. <laughs> It shit was kind of jamming, and you know what I mean. And then, um, you know, my last point is being in the military over twenty years now. You know, there, there's no way I listen to as much southern music or or West Coast music without knowing this man. You know what I mean? There's no way that I have an appreciation for a Project Pat or or Master P as much as I have appreciation for Jay Z if I don't know my homie from the South or all my homies from the Midwest, uh, West Coast, shit all over the world. You know what I mean? Like. You just get a plethora of options when you're in the military in particular for music. So when I first came in, 18 years old, I was straight in New York, Brooklyn, New York. That's all. That's all that matters. Rockefeller. We were the, yeah, Rockefeller, <laughs> Bad Boy. Uh, who else? Who else? Duck Down, Wu-Tang. Like, those, those were my my staples. Like, you can't say nothing about them. Like, who you, you guys don't rap better. But, you know, as I grew older, I'm like, oh, shit, I actually like this cash money shit. I actually like this No Limit stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so... You know, you, you, you evolve, man. So I'm glad you got to the youngins on that. But I want to transition to the sports. Hold tight for one second. Ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, said, you, you made a huge point about being in the military because that enabled you to be around other people. You see what I'm saying? Imagine if you just stay in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? And then you just get a nine to five. Your, your music palette isn't the same. You know, and that's one of the reasons I love social media now. One of the reasons I love it is because you're able to talk to people from different places. Because what's, what, what always happens is you assume what people love where you're at and everybody in Brooklyn is playing a song and you just think the whole world is playing the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then later on, like, you know, my man Nick from ATL, he's like, nigga, we wasn't playing Nomadic like that down here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, For sure. what do you mean? Everybody was playing Nomadic. So... I just, and it's funny because the, the people I've met online and, and in person through the military, you guys have that because you had your bunkmate may have been from somewhere else, and this other person is playing that. But, you know, for me, I was Philly all my life, then I went to B more, and, and now I'm out here in DC. I'm in three predominantly black <laughs> cities, you know what I mean? So I'm just now listening to um, uh, UGK. Like, I'm just listening to that album for the first time. Like, Literally, like Kill, come maybe on, come four, you need to play this. You need to play this to get up to speed. Yo, give me a playlist, bro. Like I'm dead ass. Like because people, when people challenge me, I'm like, yo, the I'm Bay here area. for it. My co, my co-host Porsche area? always. My my co-host Porsche was like, yo, I just listened to a DJ Quick album for the first time. A couple DJ of Quick like is, six like seven that, months man. ago. Yes, but Very but, much but because so. the production you know, like you said, you in Brooklyn or you in Philly, that's it. Like that's your pocket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the only thing I knew about Master P and them, they had them whack-ass album covers in the source. Like, I would just flip through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the pens and pixel album covers. And I'm like, who the fuck? What? Whose kid is designing oh, this shit? Man. You know what I mean? And you just keep it moving. You know what I mean? So, there's nobody on Morgan's campus like, yo, my nigga, you need to listen to this Master P. Nah, everybody was like, yo, fuck that down south shit. You know what I mean? So, all that to just say that that's one of the reasons I love social media because now even at 47, I tell people, 
my pastor taught me, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. And if never. you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I love Absolutely. being around other people who can pour into me, even at 47. And that's why I'm always telling people, these young boys, like, yo, if I'm 47 and I'm still learning, you can't tell me you're 25 and, and, and you just Shut gonna off. cut off your ears. You know what I mean? You can't do that. So, But that point about the military is so ill because everybody who I know who loves such a plethora of music is so funny. They're like, I was in the military. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and and that's what's dope about hip hop for real, man. Because like when you think about it, you know, it's an art form that samples other art forms. You know, and mm-hmm. cats wasn't like, yo, we only going to sample, you know, this or that. They sampling literally whatever sounds dope. Like a producer, or go into a record store and just pick out records, and they don't know these artists, you know, but they listening to it with an open mind, and they that's how you get your bangers, man. Like. When you have the ability to just shut yourself off, you know, like a lot of a lot of dope shit, I never would have listened to if it, if if it was you know up to me. But just being around other people, or you know, like Kill said, you know, when you in a house and you a kid, when you with your mom, like it, it wasn't a whole bunch of rap in my house, you know. What I'm saying I was listening to what she listened to, you know. So she listened like Lisa Lisa and stuff, and I'm like, okay, I actually kind of like this, you know what I'm saying? But now you don't have that because you can just be pigeonholed and that's kind of like why rap sounds the way it sounds now you know it's not that it's you know for better or for worse it just sounds pigeonholed like you don't have the mm-hmm. same experimentation and people like diving into different genres to you know give you a sound and uh the, the ugk thing man bro dirty money in high school i burned a hole in that damn tape man <laughs> like that's you know, yeah, we, Oh, and it's funny because I'm like, I got on Twitter. I'm like, yo, this shit is dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? And cats like, yo, soul you just listening? Yeah, I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 20 years late, but I always tell folk it's better late than never. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we and, say and that that's all the thing the right there. We say that all like, the time. The we love to go there. Ain't no shame in being. Oh, you ain't here. It's not. I did, my nigga. I'm listening yeah. now. So you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you can make fun of me, jokes or whatever, like you said, Cash. Like, yo, I. I like some wild shit. I, I always tell people, I think me and Chance the Rapper's daughter are the only two people who like this last album. That's cool with me. People make fun <laughs> of me for it, but that's cool. I, I liked it. It, it. It spoke to me. You know what I mean? No, if everybody else thought the shit was whack, that's cool. You know, but it was dope to me. But, you know, nowadays on social media, everybody needs a back. And it's like, oh, that shit was whack. Okay, I, I ain't gonna say nothing. Fuck that, that. That was like, his like exploring like. album, by the way. Like that was his exploring like. album. Go to Coloring yeah, Book. Like don't, don't, you, don't like yeah, that like, last like <laughs> like, like what you like, like what you not, and I do love coloring. That's probably my favorite chance joint. So, Yo, Cash, I know you want to go off the sports. We having a good conversation about no, no, no. Uh, let's let's keep it here. We, as long I, as the podcast is, as long as it is, He'll man. Teach you a, a little lesson, real quick, uh, because Cash got into it, it's like you know uh, where he, I would say, the old head hip hop. You know what I mean? That's getting too protective of his sound, his music. We've been having a conversation going on. <laughs> he don't like all the sampling that's going on. <laughs> and no, uh, I don't like that it's like not our done right. Old, our hits from the, the late 90s and early 2000s now getting flipped with the uh with the new generation coming up. And it's like, oh, you can't mess that up. And it's like, but hold up, didn't we do the same damn thing, you know, <laughs> as we was going, taking all the parents, those hits that we heard in those in our parents' ride, flipping it and, and, and you know, going that way with it. So you, you can't have that stronghold or that like you gotta let it live. You gotta let music live. Before well, you answer, Kill, before you answer, let me let right. me give my retort. Let me give my retort. All right. So <laughs> yeah, here's my thing. If you're gonna be a prominent one of the guys, 
it, the, the the guys of right now, I'm just talking, the J. Coles, the Meat Mills, the Drakes, you know, the guys that are in the forefront of it. Not talking about the guys that we personally champion as far as music guys. If you're going to do it, do it well. That's that's my only only thing. You know these are classics. You know what I'm saying? They flip the vibrant thing. I like it in a different setting, but I'm not listening to it. You know, J. Cole and Wale, but I'm not listening to it all the time because I don't feel like the flip was creative. You know what I mean? Just like back in the day when we had remixes, you know, the the remixes were actual remixes. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. the same beat with new verses. You know, to me, that's lazy. All I ask is, artists, don't be lazy on my on what I consider my 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 yesteryear. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and I think the thing is too, man. Press to your point. The way hip hop was done coming up in the nineties was the whole key was to use something nobody ever heard before. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. Like you weren't finding Gangstar just sampling something you probably heard in your mom's car. You know what I mean? They, they're sampling something that nobody's ever heard. You know, all these records behind me, cats are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on records to find that break that nobody ever heard. So really, to me, the core of sampling was to 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 use something that nobody's ever heard before. You know what I mean? Then when we came into the Diddy track master years of like 94, 95, then it became a situation because what, from what I heard, like Tone and the track masters, he was a partier. So he would be at the clubs and the, when during the old school jams, you know, he would see the crowd react and he would go back to the studio with Poke and be like, yo, we going to sample, you know, such and such and such because, man, the way the crowd reacted, they're going to love it on that. Now, during that time, us backpackers, we hated that shit. Like, yo, how you just going to sample Diana Ross? I'm coming out. How you just going to sample, you know, what, what, what I, I remember Puff did, I'm coming out. Then he turned around and did the remix for MC Light with Cold Rocker Party with Diana Ross upside down. I'm like, fuck, you just gonna use a whole Diana Ross album right now. You know what I mean? Like, so producers like me had a problem with that because, like, how are you just gonna loop stuff that we already know, knew were hits? The when you heard a war tour, don't nobody know what that is. You know what I mean? Like, when you heard Troy, don't nobody, the average listener, know what that is. And Troy may be one of the dopest hip-hop songs ever. So that was the whole point of sampling, was I'm going to take something that nobody's ever heard and turn it into a hit. Then it went to, no, I'm going to take a hit that's already a hit and, and turn that into a hit. And and now it's becoming like you just said, like with J. Cole. And I think it's a generational thing. Because I think for the younger cats like J. Cole and them, they think you know, like they use the same beat, like they use electric relaxation on the joint on, on uh, I forgot, maybe on Born Center, Forbidden Fruit. And I'm sitting here yeah, like, my nigga, you just, gonna, you just gonna take the whole electric relaxation? Like, nigga, like, you ain't gonna flip it? So I think for the younger generation, they look at that as paying homage. Whereas us old heads is like, yo, that ain't paying homage, nigga. That's straight fucking biting. Biting. You know, and, yeah. and that's why I, I try to teach hip hop because this younger generation doesn't understand biting. Even on J. Cole's last album, The Joint My Life. I'm listening, I'm like, oh, you just gonna take Farrell's whole chorus from from my life. Like most people nigga, didn't you, know that. And most most people didn't right, know that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's one of my favorite problem. styles P joints ever. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of my favorite Ayatollah beats ever. But to them it's paying homage. To us is biting. So it's like it's like with my marriage coach. We just speaking two different languages right here. We we we, <laughs> we speak two different 
different languages. Like, I get where your heart is at, but my nigga, let me try to explain something to you. Like, if you want to do that, then do me this justice. Bring Pharaoh in. Bring Pharaoh yeah. in to get to do the chorus for you to give Pharaoh that love. Because a lot of your fans don't even know who Pharaoh Monch is. So, to me, that's the way to pay homage. You know what I mean? If you really want to pay homage and you really like that song so much, you bring in Pharaoh and let Styles P get a verse on that, too. That's, to me, how you pay homage. Because make sure they get a check out of this. Don't just say, oh, I took yeah. your chorus, salute to Styles P and Pharaoh Monch. But, again, I, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I would think Cole would know a little better. Like, yo, let me help these mm-hmm. dudes get it. We just talked about this on the last episode of Apartment 5B. I hate it when Jen- Jennifer Lopez would do the Jenny from the block using the beat nuts, watch out now. And then have the track masters come in and produce that. I'm like, nah, my nigga, call Juju and Les and give them the opportunity to come over here and redo yeah. their beat for you and then allow them to get some of that pop money J-Lo check too. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is at that time it was all about the name. So if it says produced by track masters, that looks a lot better than produced by the beat nuts. And I always give Alicia Keys credit for this. She did uh, a remake of If I Was Your Woman mm-hmm. over the warning beat. And she had Easy Mo B, who did the warning beat, come in and do the beat and got that man a check. That's how you pay homage. So if you want to do that shit, that Wale, that Wale Cole shit is whack as fuck to me. To, to just jack vibrant thing, use tips, flow. Do you didn't do shit to it? Like and now yeah. niggas. What, what, now what niggas about it was creative? That's my point, kid. What about it is creative? If you gonna flip some of the shit that I love. And in in my record history goes back because my pops, I, I remember riding in the Thunderbird listening to shit from the 80s, Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One, which we will get to pretty soon. Uh, but so I remember that shit. So like in the stuff that they sampled back in the day. So if you're going to do it, make that shit undeniable. Make it undeniable. Or again, and then the bread part, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, get, get tip on that. Like, you, but again, these these I always tell people if you're doing something hip hop and you don't have a, a, a somebody who's at least 46 or older somewhere on your team as a consultant, yo OG, what you think about this? Yo OG, what you think about that? It's hard to really do it 100% right. I always tell people this is why you never see anybody on ESPN or Fox Sports under the age of 40 because they're not old enough to be able to go back and have those conversations about a Joe Montana or a Jerry Rice or a Michael Jordan or Dominique Wilkins or Isaiah Thomas. Cause all they can do is say, Oh, well, I seen some YouTube clips. Nah, like there's an age limit. Like you're not going to find no 22 year old intern. That's just going to get a, a, a show on ESPN because you're not old enough to really be able to get in here and talk about some of these topics. And, and the great thing about, you know, the internet is it gives everybody a voice. One of the worst things about the internet, it gives everybody a voice. Everybody doesn't need yeah. to have a voice. Everybody couldn't host 889 back in 93. You couldn't just grab somebody off of Morgan's campus who just liked hip hop and be like, okay, you're going to host the stretch and Bob Beatles show of, of the DMV. Nah, like you had to have a certain criteria to be able to, to, to do that. Like, I'm telling you, a lot of cats would not have podcasts and shows if niggas had to fill out job applications. Like, yo, half of these, this shit would get cut in half. If there's a million podcasts after the interview process, I guarantee you at least 600,000 of them shits is gone. Like, nah, like you are not getting a job. But 
you know, and, and you know, again, it, it, my man Vern says it all the time. That's the blessing of the internet. It gives everybody a voice. It's also the curse because everybody doesn't need to have a voice. President, man, you I said, go through this shit all the right time. There. That's the reason. We go through like, this what shit you was talking time. about the ESPN and everything. Uh, I think it goes it, it permanent. Uh, it, like it, it bleeds into hip hop a little bit as well too. Where now everybody's a goddamn goat, and that that shit pisses me up. Pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Like, and again, everybody ain't no goat. They ain't got enough. I ain't got enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell everybody to young folk is not is not any disrespect. But if you're young, like like I said, here's the difference. If I watch the Temptation movie, I watch it all the time. It's one of my favorite movies. And I see something different. I call my mom like, yo, yo, talk, tell me about X, Y and Z. This younger generation, they'll watch the movie, then call me like, yeah, nigga, I bet you you ain't no. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, bro. Fall back just because you got a little <laughs> bit of knowledge. You you read a book like don't come right into the debate. Like no, when you you get the knowledge and then you call the OG and be like, yo man, they all read this book about Illmatic. Yo, tell me a little bit more about Illmatic. So now you got the book knowledge and you got the person who was out there. You know that knowledge. So again, if, if we don't teach, this is what y'all want to know. What happens when folk don't teach? This is what we get. This is exactly what we yeah. did. Because maybe if somebody told J. Cole four albums ago, nigga, just jacking a nigga beat is not paying homage. Okay? It's not. <laughs> maybe James, stop doing feel, it. But. James, how you feel about the, the, the sampling of, of your your favorite records from your your era? It's it's I feel pretty much the same, man. It's like Kill said, you know. And and the thing that, you know, hip hop gotta do a better job of, it's like it's it's a young art form, man. Like you got people that were on the ground floor and nobody reaches out to these cats for anything, you know, but they'll, like Kill said, they'll sample their stuff. They'll use their voices. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, ah, you know, shout out to blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of money in hip hop now. You know, hip hop is a multi-billion dollar industry now. It's global. You know what I'm saying? Like, like get, get the forefathers some, some checks, you know, like just by putting Pharaoh and, and not saying that Pharaoh's a forefather, but, you know, the spirit of it, you know, you could have just threw him on a hook because like, like Pharaoh much killed that. He killed that chorus, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that really brought the song together. So why would you just sing it instead of just, you already reached out to him, right? Like, Hey, Pharaoh, you, you trying to sing when it's drink? You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to introduce a whole new artist, you know, a whole new audience to a dope artist, you know, cause like cats don't really know, like the younger cats don't really know who Pharaoh much is. You know, but they hear that and they go back and, you know, digging some organized confusion and then his, his solo stuff, you know, with internal affairs, desire, like, man, he got joints, bro. You know, so it's it's like there's a proper way to do it. And, you know, I think cats are just being lazy because it's like when you sample a hit, you pretty much already know it's going to be a hit again because it was a hit. You know, music does transcend time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why. You know, me, I was born in 85. You know what I'm saying? I love a lot of the 60s songs, 70s songs. Like, I love that stuff because a hit then, you know, is, is going to be a hit now for the most part, you know, if you're just talking about Sonic-wise. So, you know, it's just really people being lazy. And if you're going to do it, like Cash said, man, do it right. You know, there there's a right way to do it. And I, I don't think that's the case right now. And let me say one last point, and then, and then we and then we good. I always tell folk from doing radio for them seven years in the nineties, just make dope music. That's 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 what the key is. Make dope music. I give two examples. Smooth the hustler came out with the A side hustling. 
just took Curtis Mayfield's um, God, what did they take? Um, I, it's they sampled Curtis Mayfield, well-known song, um, and that was the A side. Did nothing for radio. Then we listened to the B side, and we heard "Broken Language," which triggered a gambler, which was fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Second thing, MOP's third album. They got the joint with the Rocky sample with Jay Z on. That says hit all over it. Yo, it's the Rocky sample. Everybody fucking knows it. We got Jay on it. This is going to be a hit. It's a dud. What's MOP's biggest song? Andy Up, a song about robbing niggas. Again, just make dope fucking music. Stop trying to follow this recipe of, okay, if I do this and I do this, it'll equal that. That math equation is off. It's been off. Just make dope ass music. Because there's no way Andy Up, a song about robbing niggas, is a bigger radio hit then Jay-Z, you know, over the Rocky beat, because that was the thing in that time, get a familiar beat, and if you get Jay on it, you was like guaranteed whatever. Out of here. That, that, song, that, that song did nothing. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, just make dope music. Just make good music, and, and if it's meant to be, it'll be. You know, but stop trying to follow this formula. If I do this, it'll, it'll, it'll do that. It don't work like that. Right, right. And, and the words of one of my favorite lyricists from from your your hometown state, uh, James Fonte, you know, of, of little brother, dope beats, dope rhymes. What more do y'all mm-hmm. want? Like this is sure. that simple. It's that it's yeah. that simple, man. But I want to transition to, you know, kind of you you've been wearing that hat and the, the question's been on my on the tip of my tongue. And I know this is where we all at home in our sports, man. I just had uh james on for the don't sleep on the eagles hopefully you know at this time we recording they're playing right now i haven't checked the score i don't want to know i want to be in a good mood right now i want to keep high. Here you go. <laughs> so <laughs> so so with that said man i mean you was talking about the health and and you was talking about you know your teens but if anybody knows you and follows you on twitter and james you feel free to jump in here any anywhere you want to go You've been cracking me up with this damn Ben Simmons shit from its yeah, inception. Simmons, from its inception fuck from him. the time from last year all the way up until now to him saying, oh, hell nah, y'all don't get out of, y'all don't get on that plane. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be here. Can you can you, can you and the, can you bold us put the bow tie on this once and for all? How, how do you feel about Ben Simmons, man, where, 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 where we at? Here, that? Here's the thing. Here's the biggest misconception because people always be like, kill you, hating on Ben Simmons. And again, I, I, it's the educator in me. Hate started from when Puff started popping in 95 and the backpackers <laughs> was like, yo, that shit was whack. And Puff was like, yo, y'all hating because y'all niggas is broke. And if anything you know about black folk, we don't never want to be seen as broke. So it was like, oh, no, 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 we ain't hating, we ain't hating, we ain't hating. Hating would be me saying, yo, Steph Curry can't shoot. Hating would be me saying, Jordan Wack is shit. Hating is when you are denying somebody their greatness. When I say Ben Simmons can't hit jumpers, that's not hating. That's the fucking truth. When I say Ben Simmons can't hit free throws, <laughs> that's not hating. That's the truth. If I tell, if I call a fat person fat, nigga, I'm not hating your fat. It just is what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's no hate involved in that. But because social media, if you say you don't like somebody, it becomes hate. I've never, Ben has, a Maya Angelou quote that I live by is, when people show you who they are, believe them. Ben has showed us who he was since he was at LSU. And I'm just the only motherfucker who believed him. That's it. I'm the only one. 
Because if y'all, it's a documentary on Showtime about him. And when LSU didn't make the tournament, him, he was happy. He was like, good, I can just get go straight to the league and I can start moving forward. And that, right there, that showed me, nigga, you don't love this game. You don't love this shit. What college player doesn't want to go be in March Madness? Like, bro, that doesn't make sense. So that showed me right there. You really don't love this game. Ben hasn't gotten better in anything. All Ben did was bulk up and play defense. But my thing is, my nigga, did I ask you to play defense? I We didn't ask you for that. We asked you that we needed offense. And I tell people this all the time. Yo, imagine your wife ain't working and you like, you know what, babe? I really need you to get a job. And she like, all right, all right. But you know what? Yo, she's taking care of the house. The house is clean. The sex is great. The kids look great. Like, babe, those are all great accomplishments. But my nigga, I need you to get a fucking job. <laughs> like, yo, we, we, we can't pay the mortgage. You know what I mean? Like, we're asking you for something specific, Ben. And you're giving us everything else. Look, I can play D. Look, I bulked up. Look, I can do that. We know, my nigga. And those are wonderful accomplishments. But we, we need you to be able to score the basket. And just what happened last year, I always tell people, you've just never watched the Sixers game like that. Because, yeah, he disappeared even extra in that series against Atlanta, but that's never been Ben. That's never been Ben. Like, with Ben Simmons, you get he has, he has split personality. He has three personalities. You've got summertime Ben, where he leaks a video every summer of him looking like Clay Thompson. He's coming down, hitting jumpers, turnaround jumpers, looking like Clay Thompson. Then you got regular season Ben, who takes none of those shots, but gives you crazy stats like he'll be the first Australian over 6'5 to average over 4.5 assists before a TV timeout. <laughs> and then you've got playoff Ben, who doesn't do shit but play defense. So you don't even know what Ben Simmons you're going to fucking get. You know? So the misconception is that Ben can't shoot. Ben can shoot. He's scared to shoot. And before he works with a shooting coach, before he needs to go see a psychologist because something happened in his life. Because if you couldn't shoot, you wouldn't be able to do these summertime videos. You wouldn't be able to show us all this. You just coming down and his shot looks flawless in the summertime. You know what I mean? So it's almost like a kid saying, you know, the kid who whose teacher is like, yo, Malik is illiterate. He can't read. Now nah, Malik is just scared to read in front of people like Malik is home reading books all day long, but then you put him in a class. I'm dead ass. Y'all laughing. I'm dead ass. I deal with my kids. Teachers will tell me, kill Malik can't read. I'm like, this nigga can read. He's just scared to read in front of people. I don't know what happened to Ben Simmons that he's scared to shoot in front of people. Like, because that's essentially what it is. Because Ben Simmons can shoot. He's just scared to shoot. And um, that's where we're at. And I don't, I don't understand why we're kissing this nigga ass, flying, taking... Nigga, niggas are mm. acting like we went to the NBA chip and lost. And it's like, yo, let's run it back, y'all. We was right the fuck there. Like, come on, kid, let's kid, run it this back. This ain't the there. first time. Nigga, we, like, was in the, we lost in the second fucking round. This ain't the first time he did the same shit in the Toronto series. Same yeah. shit. We lost it just in the second wasn't. round. Why are we kissing the niggas ass to run it back again to lose in the second round? <laughs> He's obviously can't. We can't win with him. And it's just one of those things. You know what? Motherfuckers and people like, nah, I can't watch Ben when he go to another team. He going to be. Nigga, I know so many niggas growing up in Philly who tried to turn a hoe into a housewife. And it's like, nigga, yo, you know she to jump off. Yo, leave her be. Nah, man, she ain't never got yo. Watch when I put it that. And she's still <laughs> like, it just is what it is, bro. Like some some GM out there got that whole home to a housewife mindset. Like, yo, watch. I'm going to change Ben Simmons. I'm going to get Ben Simmons. In. I'm going to make him a. <laughs> Look. 
Bruh. All I can say is you better listen to Maya Angelou. Somebody shows you who they are when you if you meet a girl and she's a stripper, she nine times out and a stripper at heart. Just just you can't be like meet a girl in a strip club and then be like, okay, time to retire now that we wiped up. No, she wants to strip. That's the thing. Like, let her strip. Ben doesn't want to shoot. I, again, I don't know why we're like chasing this nigga. I think it's just PR. It's like what we supposed to say. Like Doc is supposed to say we want you back and all that stuff. But don't nobody want Ben Simmons back. And now this he's all Doc's fans. fault. I just want to say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree why, with you. Why does Doc Rivers get a pass? Yo, after we lost in Atlanta, I was like, I want Doc Rivers. I never wanted Doc Rivers. We can start right there. I think Doc Rivers is a three-mic coach on his best fucking day. I don't see the hype of Doc Rivers. If people really follow sports, that year before they won the championship in Boston, Boston had every right to let him go. And I'm never with a black coach getting fired. I would have been okay with them firing Doc Rivers. Like, he has not been an amazing coach. Like, he hasn't done shit with the Clippers. He didn't do shit with Orlando. So, at the end of the day, it's like, I I just don't see the hype. And I wanted Doc going, too, because you you, you, you coddled Ben all year and then wanted to throw him under the bus. Like, my job, again, this is the educator in me. My job is to make sure if Malik, if you're scared to read in front of people, but there's a fucking spelling bee coming up in fucking April and it's September, my job is to coach you so that once we get to April, you feel comfortable in doing what I need you to do. And that's what Doc needed to do. He needed to be in Ben's ass every day during practice. Like, bro, we're going to get you more comfortable. So by the time the playoffs come, what I'm going to ask you to do is not going to be foreign to you. And that's not what Doc did. Everybody was making up excuses. Oh, it's okay if he don't shoot because he does this. No, it's not the fuck okay if he doesn't shoot because that's what the fucking job is. Like, that's like a quarterback who can't throw. It's okay if he can't throw. Kill, the last time we talked about this shit. The last time we talked about this shit, I was like, I was, t- uh, you know, Prez was blaming Doc too, and Doc has a lot to do with it. Like Doc is overrated. I get it. That one championship done bought him millions in mm-hmm. contracts. I get it. But yeah. what I was saying is, at the very least, Ben, be Draymond Green. At the very least, <laughs> that's so, all we asking. So, I mean, J- J- so, Draymond so, think he's Steph when he wide open. He takes this fucking yeah. shot. That's all yeah. I'm asking. Take the fucking shot. It's either going to go in or miss. Two options. You like that football? You like that football player, man? When you see the ball, you're like, hey man, let me see that thing, man. Let me get a shot. <laughs> up, he, 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 he not gonna shy away from it, bro. Right. Um, Yo, right. And, and that and, and that's the huge problem is that you know, and every year in Philly, my niggas be like, I right, show. If Ben don't get better this year, then we gonna try. like no. Now we don't. Now we don't let it go too far. That's why when I was saying, yo, I wanted James Harden this past year before he went to Brooklyn, all my niggas in Philly, like, ah, James Harden, the ball hog, you don't want him. So you want to keep Ben? And see, that's the thing. Like, people get so excited about the regular season. When you when your team is supposed to win a championship, the regular season ain't nothing but a scrimmage to me. I don't care what Ben does for them 82 games. I don't care what are you going to do when the playoffs come. That's all I care about. Now, for somebody whose team isn't – you know, a championship isn't in the cards right now, then yeah, the regular season is important. But if you're like chip or bust, dog, this is the second year that we lost in the second round. Like, and again, now now you want to blame Embiid. You can't play with Embiid. You blame the fans. Like, yo, it, 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 and, and I saw this because the same people pay attention when Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota, he went there and it was like, yo, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, these the next dudes. Obviously, Jimmy saw something we didn't, and he was like, these niggas ain't shit. I'm bouncing. He went to Philly. Same situation. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, supposed to be the the next people in the NBA. 
he and then when that nigga bounced to Miami, I was like, that see shit, pay attention to what people don't say. That showed me a lot right there that he bounced to Miami because at the time Miami wasn't shit. And I'm like, yo, this nigga leaving Philly? Like, yo, like we could win a chip and you you out. That's because people forget. And B, we a year ago we was talking about who should we keep and beat or Ben? Because they both have faults. But Embiid said he had his son, and he said, I want my son to see his father playing on a championship level every single night. So Embiid came back MVP season. You know what I mean? Ben comes back the same person. You know, every year, same person, same person. And as a fan, it's like, how do you get excited for a nigga coming back? The same person. Like, there's no growth. So all that to just say, fuck Ben Simmons, and I'm glad more people can agree <laughs> with me now. Because <laughs> for years I was a hater. For years I was a hater on Twitter. It's like, kill man, you just don't like light skinned niggas. You don't like this. You don't like Australian. I heard everything. But at the end of the day, it, we we all now see. And and I told people at forty seven, I don't mind being wrong. I want to be wrong. I, I wanted Ben Simmons to come back every year. I wanted everybody to give me crow, see kill you, no shit. And we could be celebrating on Broad Street when the Sixers win a chip. I'd much rather be wrong in us win a chip. It don't even feel good to be like, see, I told y'all niggas. It don't even feel good because if I'm, I always tell people, if I'm right, we're fucked. And it's exactly <laughs> what we are right now. We're fucked. So Yo, I'd James. rather be wrong with a championship than be right and be where we are right now. Fuck. So. What? Thanks for wrapping that's that up, Kill. Thanks, thanks for wrapping. You put that shit in the bowl. It's in a coffin. Rest in peace to Ben Simmons and his time <laughs> with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so, I mean, you, you, you guys have an embarrassment of riches there. You guys have been competitive over the last couple of years, but a team that has it, you know, and they have a young, young squad is the Charlotte Hornets. You know, I'll, I'll toss it back to you, James. You know what I mean? You know, is another man's trash your treasure in, in terms of Ben Simmons or, or where you at with this? Hell no, bro. I've never been high on Ben Simmons, bro. Like, like, dog, for real. Like, like, so, you know, just, just looking at the Philly situation on the outside looking in, it was weird to me that it's like, all right, y'all just had the Markel Fultz fiasco, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Guard that with, with, with the injury and he can't shoot. And then, you know, you're going to go to LSU, and, and 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 get Ben Simmons and and he's known for not being able to shoot. It was just weird to me, man. You know, and then he didn't like I could see if like if LSU was like a powerhouse, like bro, they didn't do shit, you know what I'm saying? Like in college, he had good stats, but it's like you didn't you didn't win there, bro. Like you at least got to make some noise in the tournament. He didn't even make it to the tournament. But in terms of Charlotte, man, like you know, y- y'all know who we are, man. Like we ain't shit. You know, so if, if if we make the playoffs, I'll be excited. I'll be happy. You know, I like the direction we're going into. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, P.J. Washington come come out, you know, guns blazing after that Brittany Renner situation. You know, he, he got to get his face back, man. So, you know, he had a good rookie season, but I want him to come out and do damage. I, bro, I love LaMelo Ball, man. I love LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see what he looks like once he gets his NBA body. You know what I'm saying? Get stronger so you can start finishing through contact and stuff like that. And um, another pickup we got that was kind of low, man, we picked up Kelly Oubre. Like Kelly Oubre Jr. I, I, I really like him. Uh, good defender. You know what I'm saying? Good finisher at the rim. So we have pieces, man. It's just we, 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 we never can seem to capitalize on momentum. You know, so. But my expectation, I, I, I hope we can win 40 games. If we win 40 games, I uh, 
I'd be I'd be okay with that. You know, I'm 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 a, I'm a realistic fan. Like we're not gonna be competing for no championship anytime soon. So I just want us to be competitive. If they're in games, you know, and we we have a pretty decent record at home, then I'll be good with that. That's that's a good start. All right, so I gotta want to want to transition to music, and, and uh, we'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to some good stuff, man. But that that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> yep. Have me. In he tears. said, my, he said, Malik be at home reading books, yo, bro. That shit is funny. <laughs> <as hell, bro. laughs> he is not illiterate. Bro. <laughs> I, had teachers, I had teachers telling me like, "Yo, your kid is illiterate." I'm like, "Yo, he is not fucking illiterate. He can read. Trust me. He just doesn't like reading in front of people. So we got to figure oh, out what that is." And make him feel comfortable with that. And it's the same with Ben. Like, I don't know what happened, but something happened where he just does not feel comfortable taking those shots in front of 20,000 people. I don't know what happened. Something uh, happened. Missing but, him but, um, it's obvious shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Philly, that, Philly's that, a tough... Philly is a tough city to play in. New York is a tough city to play in. Like, it, it's... Pittsburgh... Uh, it's Bro, a you, few on the, cities. you in the NBA. I, I get tired of people using that dumbass excuse. You knew what it was when you went up in there and you was going to it. You playing on the, the <laughs> highest level of the sport. Yes. People are serious. It's sports. You've been knowing about sports your whole life. People are crazy with fanatics. They, they got a whole turn for this. Like, so don't don't, don't be you know what, fam? like, oh, it's, it's the people. And here's the thing. <laughs> and here's the thing about him trying to talk shit about the Philly fans. We support not me. Fuck that nigga. The rest of the city <laughs> supported that nigga. You got this right here. I keep this on my phone right there. You remember that joint when dude is showing him how to shoot the free throws. Like, yo, people were supporting this boy. Like, he like, let me show you, my dude. So I don't want to hear this hoopla like, oh, the Philly fit. Dog, they had your back. Trust me, I argued with plenty of Philly people who's like, kill you bugging. Ben is going to be the next LeBron James. He's one jump shot away. Hell, I'm like, nigga, people hell. been saying that. He one jump shot years. away. That's like Bleak being one hit away one his whole career. Away. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it never happened. Exactly. Newsflash, bro. But but the crazy shit about <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's it's like kids saying, like, yo, the cat he just won't shoot. It's like it's it's been plenty of niggas that came into the league without a jumper. You know what I'm saying? But they work at it, and it's like he just will not shoot. Like nobody would ever take a quarterback that couldn't throw, which I thought was hilarious as well. But it's like, how you gonna have a point guard that won't shoot? Not can't shoot. This nigga won't shoot, bro. Yeah, you got guys like, that have crazy, crazy heart. Their mind is they're going to shoot. I mean, shit. Allen Iverson, as soon as he came into the league, he couldn't shoot for shit. His percentage was right. trash. But Jason, J- Jason, he kept Jason going. He kept shooting shoot. shit. He had that belief Jason. that eventually the shit would work out. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of cats oh. like that, James. It's a lot of cats like that. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. Fucking Rondo couldn't shoot. This motherfucker shoot over 30% from three now. And Ray John Rondo had a janky-ass jumper. You know what I'm saying? Still so does. If, if, yeah. Not but in the playoffs, he, though. <laughs> hey, But again, you know what this he, he is? It's based off of if you want to get better. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And here's what I see the difference between hip-hop and sports and how it comes together. A lot of people, my man Mill said, kill. If a kid walks in your team, it's in an eighth grade, 6'4", what you going to think? Daddy hoops. You know what I mean? What if this kid just want to fucking sing on the choir? No. Nah, because the whole hood going to be like, nah, you got to hoop. You got to hoop. You got to hoop. Got to get us out the hood. Got to get your family forward. Got to get this contract. You know how many people in the NBA probably don't even really like hooping? Like, don't fuck loving hooping. Don't even barely like it. But you know what? I'm 6'9". 
you know, like what, what else you supposed to do? So the problem is you have now, and it's the same with hip hop. When I got two turntables and 84 when I'm 10 years old, my mom wasn't like, oh, mom, I'm going to pay you back and I'm going to do this X amount of parties and I'm going to make money doing it. I just wanted to be the dopest DJ in my neighborhood. That's all I wanted to do. There was no money involved in it. Now when people get into hip hop, it's about money. I can get paid. I could be rich. You know, same thing with the NBA. So many of these people's goals, I just want to get drafted and get paid. You know what I mean? And then once I do that, then I'm good money. When y'all are bored, check out like the the, the the lottery picks for the past 10 years. And trust me, a lot of names, you're going to be like, damn, I forgot about boy. I forgot about dude. You dog, when we, I used to be a UConn fan, Hashim Tabit, I think he went number three. This nigga was in the G League the same year. When in the world has a number three draft pick? ended up in the damn D-League the same damn season. That would have been unheard of in the 90s. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. A lot of these cats don't really love it, so they're doing just the bare minimum. They're going to come to practice. They're going to work on their game during practice. During the offseason, they ain't even thinking about no basketball. They ain't thinking about getting better. They just want to get that. Their goal is literally get to the NBA, buy mom's a house, fuck an IG model. Boom, these niggas have already accomplished their goals usually by – Three days after draft night, they ain't even report to their squad yet. And they brought off the house, they got the IG model, and they got drafted. So if that's your goal, you've already you've already reached that goal. You know, so I just and it's the same with hip hop. A lot of these cats really don't love rap. And I tell people all the time, God could come down right now and say, Kill, you ain't never gonna sell no beat to no Jay-Z. And I'm ain't nothing gonna change for me. I'ma still make beats. There's another person. Who's going to be like, word, I ain't never going to sell nothing? Oh, man, fuck. Let me just sell all this shit on eBay because I was only doing it to get a beat with Jay-Z. So the mentality for sports and hip-hop is different with a lot of this younger generation now. There's no love for it. There's no passion for it. Sure. Listen, well, I want to take y'all out. I got a few few more questions for y'all, like three more questions, and then we'll, we'll take you guys out or whatever because I know you guys are on time. and you possibly you, uh, We're recording this on a Sunday, so I know you guys want to watch your teams. So as, as quick as possible, you know, you guys can dive into the explanation and I'll toss it to you first, James. Top five North Carolina MCs. Uh, top five North Carolina MCs. All right. You you asked me this before. So Carolinas. Um, I open it up to the Carolinas. I, you know, I don't really know any uh, South Carolina MCs like that off the top of my head. But so my, my bro, JR, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put him firmly at one. Yeah. I, I know people say that's crazy, but I've seen I've seen what he can do. You know what I'm saying? Not just like the product, because y'all hear the same shit that I hear, but I see the behind the scenes where it's like people probably think like he's like agonizing the tickets to be able to he doing that shit like 20, 30 minutes and he like on to the next shit. They're like like no sweat off his back. So I got JR, I got Fonte at number two, man. Like, you know, Fonte probably, you know, should be number one because of you know past and present accomplishments. But um, I'm going to put him at number two. Uh, number three, uh, I'm going to go Rhapsody, man. She ain't done a lot of rapping in a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if she, you know, like, like, like what's going on with her and Rock Nation and shit. But I got Rhapsody at three. Uh, number four, I, I, I kind of have to put J. Cole there. You know what I'm saying? Like when Cole wants to rap, he can rap. Like what he did with, uh, with, with Gangstar on that track. And uh, the joint Bobble Boat with Royce 59, it shows you what he can do. You know what I'm saying? Like when he gets into that bag, he's untouchable. And number five, it, it's a cat called Maz, man. Uh, it goes by the name, used to go by King Maz, but it's Maz now, man. He wrote some shit for, for Dr. Dre, 
He was out in that West Coast singing for a long time, but now he's back. Uh, hasn't put out a project recently, but yeah, uh, super dope MC, man. So that, that's my top five in the Carolinas. All right, same question to you, Kip. For Philly. For Carolinas? For oh, Philly. for Philly. Um, Beans, number one. <laughs> Beans, number one. Um, Thought, number two. Uh, I'll go Schooly, D, number three. Um, Will, Fresh Prince, four. Oh, man, number five. Um, fuck. I, I'll say... Damn, five. I'll say um I'll say steady B. I don't like talking about the boy after the whole bank robbery thing, but before the bank robbery, steady, steady was a problem. You know what I mean? Steady was a problem. All right. Last but not least, fellas. Not, and, and shout out to the beans answer, because we 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 we've gone down a, a rabbit hole on beans and what we feel as far as his his lyrical prowess and how underrated he was, and if he was, if it wasn't for Bro, the dumb so. shit, if it wasn't for the dumb shit, how he probably would be remembered as one of one of the greats. And that's just my that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last question, man. We got a verses coming up. Um, last few have been pretty pretty damn dope. Locks put on a clinic, showed everybody why my favorite group and, and the group I was raised on is is one of those favorite groups that could stand the test of time. But the latest verses, I wasn't outside during that era, man. I heard about it. I listened to it. I, I love the music. But I got to I gotta defer to James and Kill on this one, man. Like, how do y'all feel about is Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One that's coming up? Like, that? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer to Kill because I'm, I'm in the same boat. I wasn't outside <laughs> for that, man. So this, this, this is all Kill. I'm the old take, man. Take, I'm the old man in the barbershop today. Um, take, take us I got, out. Take I us got out, KRS-One in it. It's, it's going it should be a dope night um and i was going back and forth with uh some people on twitter about it and one of the things we got to stop with, with with twitter is when you um you you you, you say somebody's going to win and it's like oh just slow down you know it, it ain't going to be easy i'm like nigga i didn't say it was going to be easy i just said somebody's going to win it's going to be a winner there's going to be a loser it could be close it could be a blowout i'm just saying krs is going to win just for the simple fact that to me, we always talk about Rakim changing the way people rap. People don't talk about KRS. In 1986, I'm 12 years old, and poetry came out. And the way he was rhyming, I had never heard any MC ever rhyme like that before. It's before my melody. I listen to my melody, and Rakim is rapping. He, he's, 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 he's rhyming. What KRS was doing with poetry, that was some next shit. So KRS can go from 86 to 90. Then he can turn back around. He could go in his 93 bag with Return of the Boom Bap, you know, step into a world. Like, that's the thing with Kane. Kane had two good years. He had, like, 87 to, like, 89. You know what I mean? So after 89, Kane is done. He can't play anything else. And niggas like, oh, you know, Kane, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing both live in concert. Warm It Up Kane may be his hypest song. But Warm It Up Kane can't hold a candle to when Chris is going to do the bridges over or South Bronx. It may not even be able to hold a candle when he does step into a world. And, and that's KRS in his latter years. So, I mean, I think just off longevity alone, KRS is going to win the battle. And I mean, I love Kane. Y'all got to understand, in 1988, dark-skinned niggas was not in style. Kane came out. That nigga was like the Rosa Parks for dark-skinned niggas. So, I love Big Daddy Kane. Like, it's so much 
It's so much. Swap dead ass. Y'all wasn't there. I'm telling you, girls. <laughs> I wasn't there. You I was around. You, I you, wasn't girl, outside. Girl, girls would be like, "Kill you, Q," but nigga, you just a little too dark for me. And then Kane came out, and Bobby Brown came out, and then dark, dark skins. We just came to style. Like, it's so funny. What, me and one of my one of my students who was murdered, God bless the dead, say. We he would always joke with me because he's light skinned. He'd be like, Man, I hate you dark skins. And I'm like, damn, that sounds like red skins. Now I understand why people don't like the name red skins, because he'd be like, You dark skins. And yo, we was not in style until Kane came out. I love Kane. He's the Rosa Parks for us, but he's taking the L to KRS, man. It is is it is and when I say it's not even close, that's no disrespect. But like I said, when it comes to the South Bronx and the bridge is over, like yo, people lose their shits when those songs come on. You know, and to me, Kane just doesn't have that that off right there to 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 win that battle. It'll be one of the I hate when people say this, you know, hip hop one. I'm like, nigga, I'm from the 80s, nigga. You battle. There's a winner, there's a fucking loser. Yeah. I hate when niggas be like, oh, hip hop won tonight. Nah, nigga. <laughs> you, you don't say that shit, no NBA game. <laughs> NFL won today. No, nigga. Somebody lost, somebody won. Like, so Kane is gonna take that out. But it'll it'll be it'll be a dope night. People, it'll people will reminisce and you know, younger folk can can hear, but yeah, it, it ain't even close to me. Chris is taking that easy. I, I concur. I, I downloaded their playlist on title, and yeah, man, I, I remember being at a Beyonce concert with the wife. They was their warm up set was just old eighty joints, hip hop joints, and the whole stadium was singing "Step Into" like the, the whole stadium lit up for yeah, that. And I'm and that's what I'm saying. Not expecting. Kane doesn't even have expecting to a world. Kane doesn't even have anything to to tell. And if you telling me people at a Beyonce concert. It's singing step into yeah. a world, bro. If you get hip hop heads in that arena, bro, when that beat drops, and again, Kane just doesn't have anything. He can bring out Scoob and Scrap all day long and do split at the end of the day, bro. Like I said, when the South Bronx comes on and the Bridges Over comes on, Black Cop comes on, yo, man, please. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Prez, James, who y'all got? Who y'all got? We, we, I mean, I know y'all, we weren't, y'all weren't outside either, but who do you have just based on? your knowledge of, of both of the artists man me I, like i said i just go with KRS, man because like like step into a world i remember like that song was everywhere you know what i'm saying like like and me being you know 36 i was born in 85 if i can hear the song everywhere like i really didn't hear you know big daddy Kane everywhere like that you know so if that song can transcend you know regionally from you know from new york all the way down to carolina like that just speaks to the impact of the song, man. So I, I definitely got to go KRS. For sure, for sure. Hey, fellas, look, man. I I know we kept y'all a long time, but the convo was good, man. And like I said, man, we we love to keep the pod going as long as the convo is moving, as long as it's entertaining. So I think my man Prez lost the camera. You know what I mean? We ain't never do that. We ain't never lose two <laughs> the camera twice. And one pie, so you know it definitely was a good episode for us. We were just sitting back listening and enjoying you guys, man. So uh, you guys are always welcome back, you know, around Christmas thank time you, when y'all drop that, that follow-up to First 48. So we definitely <laughs> uh, would love y'all to come back around that time, you know what I mean? So, you know, you guys got any last words before we take y'all out? I uh, definitely want you guys to plug your podcast, music, label, whatever you want to plug before you... You go out. Whoever wants to start it off can. You take it, King James. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, apartment apartment five B. Oh, I'm sorry. You want James? No, 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 no. You good? You good? All right. 
Uh, apartment five B podcast. Everything is on my website. We'll make beats for food.com. Um, kill eight, eight, nine, Twitter, IG again, support the album. The thing that I'm, that I love about this album so much. And again, it goes back to King James is that this album to me transcends music. And what I mean by that is like sins of the father is one of the songs that I'm going to have my teens listen to and really break down with, they feel from that song and kind of start a discussion on that. You know, again, chess, I'm going to use chess as a song that's playing to get some of my young boys and girls, if they want to become interested in chess. And I can't tell you how many people said stadium music needs to be played during an NFL game. One of my people said me last night, like, yo, Wilder needs to come out to stadium music. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the fight. So again, you know, I just thank you, brother, for allowing us to create something to me that, you know, I'm going to be able to take into my team. So not a lot of MCs can say like, yo, I can't take everybody's song and just go to my team center. Like, yo, I really want y'all to pick apart this song and see if any anything touches your spirit or anything speaks to you. Um, and then the same with chess and then the same with stadium music. So I just appreciate being able to be part of a project that is able to transcend music and be able to do some teaching. Um, and just looking forward to what we got cooking up next. So what you got for us, King James? Man, just, just to piggyback off what you said, man, the, the feeling is mutual. Like this this project has received the, you know, the the most love out of any of my projects that I released before. You know, so I, I just felt like it, it was a perfect pairing and I'm definitely excited for what we got coming in the future. You know what I'm saying? Working on the full length and stuff. So we're going to keep it moving, man. Um, the EP First 48 is on uh, my band camp, jamespitflames.bandcamp.com. It's only $8, man. Hey, you know, don't believe out. Don't take our word for it. You know, go check it out. I'm also on Twitter, you know, jamespitflames at twitter.com. And we have a website as well, outliers252.com. You know, we just now launching in the stuff. So, you know, there is a merch store where you can purchase vinyl and stuff. And um, I really want that to be like the central hub, you know, so where cats can go to and be like, all right, what, what they got going on and stuff. So going to be a lot of announcements up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to have a newsletter that's coming out. We also have a blog, you know, so really trying to shine a light on, you know, lesser known acts, you know, like myself that I think that are dope that people should check out. So pretty much all I got, man. For sure, man. Yeah. Shout out to you for paying it forward, man, because it's just not about you. It's about putting other people on the dope shit and in, in, in the span of making this podcast. Uh, the last two and a half years we've been doing it, you know, we returned to our love for music, to be honest with you. It's not just the shit that you see that drops every every Friday. You know what I mean? The, the digging digging through and, and finding the gems. And that's what me and Prez like bonded over 20 years ago as friends. So guys like you two, JR, uh, I Am God, Abel, Mary, yeah. Numbs. Uh, I'm, if I forget you, it, it, it's just my memory. It's not my heart, man. But uh, you guys like you guys definitely have inspired me to get back into my shit and not put a, a, a limit or age or expiration on greatness. So you guys yeah. keep doing your things. Uh, you're, you're, you know, y'all, y'all fired, man. So just keep doing it. Make sure y'all let us know if, if y'all want to come back in December when y'all drop that and part. Kevin, that's, that's, that's not, we got to come back. But I want to get all yeah. of y'all on apartment 5B. We got to pull a Sunday because I know James' work schedule, you in Germany. So if Sundays work, however we could work around when y'all do y'all podcast, I want to get all y'all on an episode of apartment 5B with us just to chop it up with us. And then too, bro, if you ever need anything with the beats, just 
get at me. We could do FaceTime, hook, you know, we we could do whatever, whatever help you need with that. That's that's nothing. That I, I love teaching how to make beats more than talking about hip hop. So, you know what I mean? That that's nothing right there. For sure. Pen- pencil me in one of these Fridays or Saturdays. I'm 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 down I'm down for that always. Down for always down for learning and humbling myself for shit that I can't do to 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 get better, man. But uh yeah, I'm definitely a student and you know, I'll be on your line for sure. So thanks, right, thanks for the offer. Thanks for the thanks already, for the offer. Uh prayers, man. man. I know your your camera went out, brother. Uh, but I know you got some final words for the fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh love the album, love what y'all was going, uh the the whole concept of it. Uh if you can, like it's like they put out there, go to their band camp, go support. If you if it's if it's within your means, like go ahead, drop a couple dollars on that too. Uh so but kill right there at the end man you kind of you kind of made me like come to a little stop man uh bama all around the whole state just kind of lost yesterday wilder was <laughs> at bama lost arvin lost man i'm telling you if you if you from the state of bama take back all your bets uh don't go play <laughs> no games this week. Uh, don't play no pickup games it's not going good for us man just just stay out of sports this week <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I was gonna let you live on that press. I, I didn't even text you. I didn't even text you about about your woes about yesterday. So yeah, yeah. The state, the whole state of Alabama took an L yesterday. <laughs> uh, hey. But love this episode. It was great uh, chatting with y'all. Uh, would love to come on to your your podcast as well. So and uh, hopefully y'all get back in there and drop us some new music soon as uh, Cash is uh, trying to throw out there. <laughs> Oh, I ain't no trying. Doubt. I'm putting no it doubt. out there. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Yeah, we got y'all. With that All said, right, this is looking. For sure. With that said, this is episode 129 of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Check us out each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Video will be out around Thursdays on, on top of that. So you can guarantee that if we really love the episode, the video might be out the same day. It just depends. It just depends. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, y'all check us out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's the only way we're going to grow. And if y'all like shit like this, hip-hop discussions, real discussions, family discussions, tap in with your boys, man. Prayers and cash each and every week on Tuesdays. Kill King James, thanks for a phenomenal project, man. We'll chop it up with y'all later. No doubt. Peace, man. All right. Peace. Peace.